0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fannick, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 523. Great to have your company once again. Thank you for listening. Thanks for downloading. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Google has unveiled its Pixel 7 smartphones and its first smartwatch. We'll tell you about the app that worried Optus customers are flocking to. And AnchorWork uh, have allowed you, with a new product, to have high-quality video meetings anywhere. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the new Netgear Orbi Wi-Fi 6E Mesh System. We'll also check out the just-released iPhone 14 Plus, which is supposed to have the best iPhone battery life. And Logitech has released new made-for-Mac keyboards and mice. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help Desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, And Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, when it comes to flagship smartphones, it's not just all about Apple and Samsung. There are other brands out there. They have similarly priced devices, obviously not as popular as Apple and Samsung, but Google is in this ballpark as well, and they have just revealed the Pixel 7 and their Pixel 7 Pro smartphones, and they've also just announced the new Pixel Watch. This is their first smartwatch as well. Now, all these devices go on sale this week. They're going to go on sale on Thursday, October 13th. And I got a chance to look at them for the first time late last week. So I'm allowed to talk about them, not review them. I'm allowed to talk about them. My thoughts on them will be in next week's podcast and my actual reviews. But for now, this is just a description of the products, their pricing, and their main features. Let's start off with the Pixel Seven and the Pixel Seven Pro. So, imagine Pixel Seven is kind of like the iPhone 14. Pixel Seven Pro is like the 14 Pro Max, Pro and Pro Max. So, uh, what you've got here, the Pixel Seven has a 6.3-inch display, and the Pixel Seven Pro has a 6.7-inch display. So, it's it is very similar to sort of that the product alignment with with Apple. The, the Pixel 7 Pro has a more polished aluminium frame, so it looks a little bit more premium. It's a bit more expensive. Also has a bigger bigger display as well. These are also the first devices to run the new Android 13 operating system. That's the advantage of being Google. When you put out your own phone, you can debut your own new software because everyone's running Android on other devices but Android 12. The, this is going to be the first first time... Android 13 gets a start, and naturally, Google takes that opportunity. The uh, Android 13 experience does allow you to uh, personalize the device. So you can sort of match your phone's wallpaper and your notification panels and things like that. I think uh, anything that people like to do like that personalising is going to be uh, important. Uh, but you know what? The most, the more important thing is the processor, and we're talking about the Google Tensor G2 processor. So this is second generation of Tensor. The first one we saw was with the Pixel 6 Pro uh, and the Pixel 6. And it's they're kind of taking a, a leaf out of Apple's playbook here because they are producing, they're creating the hardware, their the operating system is theirs as well, and that's Android, and they're producing the silicon as well. So that synergy, which Apple has done so well in achieving, and has, does well for them in the market, now Google is taking advantage of that as well. And the the Pixel this Tensor G two processor. In a similar way to Apple's A15 and A16 Bionic chips, they work hand-in-glove with the software and also empower various features like the computational photography, the whole processing on the device just makes it a lot faster, a lot smoother, a lot slicker. Uh, Even some of the photographic features like photo unblur, for example, that allows you to rescue images that might have a slight blur in them it has a, a way, an algorithm that sort of – even even your old photos in your camera roll, it can unblur your images. There's also Magic Eraser that allows you to touch up your photos, remove unwanted objects or people in the background. And this is all made possible through the efficiency and the power and performance of that G2 processor, that Tensor G2 processor. But you know what? It wouldn't be a Pixel phone without the great camera. That's that's one. I think a badge of honour of the Pixel phones is they've always produce. Uh, they've always got great cameras that produce great images. And these new phones take that to another level. The Pixel Pro Seven has a triple rear camera system, and that's made up of a 12 megapixel ultra wide, 50 megapixel wide, and a 48 megapixel telephoto lens. Pixel 7 has a dual camera system, so you're getting 50 megapixel, uh, that's the wide angle, and 12 megapixels the ultra-wide angle. Both new Pixel phones, though, have the same 10.8 megapixel fixed-focus ultra-wide selfie camera as well. Now, on the, the feature side the Pixels have super res zoom up to 8x on the Pixel 7 and up to 30x on the Pixel 7 Pro. Now, again, this is another thing where the Tensor chip steps up because this is really sophisticated computational photography going on here. So what they're doing is they're achieving a similar quality and result to an actual telephoto lens, which is remarkable. Pixel 7 Pro also has a macro camera. I know that's a big, a lot of people like taking macro images. And macro is when you're taking photos of tiny objects or extreme close-ups. That is now a feature of the Pixel 7 Pro. So if you're into taking photos of raindrops and flower petals and feathers and bugs and other small objects, you're going to love it. Now, the security is another big feature too. The new Pixel devices with the Google Tensor G2 chip also includes the Titan M2 security chip. And this adds multiple layers of security. And that's one thing that uh, Google says that they're also offering up to five years of security updates with these devices as well. Uh, the other security is the security of the actual device. And that's, that's supplied with the under-display fingerprint reader. So you can uh, – uh, pressing your fingerprint on the – your finger on the screen under – there's a reader under the display. So that, that's a premium feature on both of them. But they've also added face unlock just for convenience. They've added face unlock – which use machine learning models for face recognition so you can unlock your phone just by looking at it. Now, it's not quite the same league as, as, the, as Apple's Face ID, which is so powerful, it can actually authorize payments. With the Pixel 7, you can't authorize payments with Face Unlock. It's just there as a convenience feature. Fingerprint is what you use to authorise those payments. So it's not quite the level of what Apple is offering with Face ID, but I think it's more a convenience feature. So you're not having to use your fingerprint. You can just look at the phone and it'll uh, unlock it for you. Uh, let's also now talk about the Pixel Watch. Pixel Watch, first premium smartwatch, which really it takes that Pixel ecosystem and extends it to your wrist. So what it does, it combines not only the smarts of Google, but you got to remember Google also owns Fitbit. So there's also your, your, a bit of Fitbit sprinkled in here as well for your health and fitness experience, and it's all housed. The, the The design is actually really it's it's less is more sort of approach. It's quite minimal. It does have a 41 millimeter wide display that is under a 3D domed glass uh, shield on top there. The, the the display has a 3D domed glass covering on it. So it does. Uh, it looks nice, actually. It merges from the curve into the the aluminium part of the of the body of the of the watch. It actually looks quite smart. Uh, it's one size though? One size fits all. Forty one millimeters. Of uh, I tried it on my wrist, and my wrist looks a bit fat compared to uh, with that. For it looks a bit small on my wrist. But you know what? It it might be a. Uh, It might be suitable for most other people. Uh, It does look a tiny bit small on my wrist, but that's okay. It's water-resistant, scratch-resistant as well, so designed to be used every day. Side button as well, tactile crown also, so that allows you to access uh, apps and navigate the features and get to your favorite functions. There's also, though, a changeable band mechanism, and they've designed it so that the band actually comes off similar to how you would remove a camera lens so now you press a button in and then and switch it off twist it out similar sort of action there it's really simple to do actually so if you there are a number of bands uh, available from metal bands to loops and various other designs and colors so you can uh, you can really mix and match and make this device suit your style suit your outfit whatever you want to do There are also 19 watch faces, and and again, this gives you the choice of personalizing with your favorite colors, but also choosing the face that gives you all the information you need at a glance. So those complications are there. You might want to know the date or or the time in another country or battery level, whatever, that is there for you as well. Uh, it's, it's powered by the Wear OS by Google 3.5 operating system. Google Assistant built in, of course, so you can get uh, hands-free help there. And uh, you also naturally get all your notifications to your wrist, Gmail, Google Calendar, all of those. And also, too, sleep tracking and heart rate tracking through the Fitbit compo- uh, component of the watch. Also, 40 exercise mode. So this is a pretty capable little smartwatch, this one. And it's available in two models, 4G LTE and also the Bluetooth Wi-Fi. Let's talk pricing. Pixel 7 will start at 999 bucks. Pixel 7 Pro. From twelve hundred and ninety nine, and that's based on the. Uh, there's a couple of memory variants there, so I think there is a one twenty eight and a two fifty six, and I think those prices are pretty competitive. They're uh, they're below iPhone pricing, and I think someone slipped me an email to say that they're among the cheapest in the world when you do the conversion. So uh, we're getting a pretty good deal by the sounds of it. They go on sale October thirteen, uh, and the Pixel Watch is going to be priced at five forty nine dollars for the Bluetooth Wi-Fi version. And there's a 4G LTE version, which is an extra $100, bucks, 6 dollars 4G LTE, though, will only work on the Telstra network at this point. There will be uh, some others other networks, including Optus and Vodafone. Optus got a bit on their plate at the moment. Uh, they will also take on the Pixel Watch on their networks in the coming weeks and months, is what I've been told. The Pixel 7, Pixel 7 Pro, and the Pixel Watch, are really nice-looking devices, I've got to say. And if you want to check them out for yourself, feel free to do that at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. radio the latest in the Optus saga. Uh, there's been little movement in the last few days, little new information. Uh, we know there has been some confirmation about the actual number of customers who had their personal ID number stolen. Uh, we found that that was, uh, I think, 1.2 million had at least one piece of personally identifiable, uh, identifiable information. 900,000 had numbers of expired IDs exposed, so 2 million customers right there. 7.7 million had some form of personal information, myself included. I, I didn't get any of my personal identifiable information leaked, but they, they know my email address, they know my email, they know my uh, they, my, my physical address, my date of birth, uh, they don't know my phone number, so that's uh, I'm one of the lucky ones, I guess. But the worry for a lot of customers is there, is there enough information out there that would allow someone to steal my identity? And that worry on its own is what is forcing worried customers to flock to... This new, well, it's not new. It's been around a while, but it's it's very popular right now. The Credit Savvy app. Now, this is free on the App Store and the Google Play Store, and it is free to use, free to download, and it allows you to check your credit score. Which I did. I signed up with my name and my address and my driver's license numbers because you need two dr- numbers on your driver's license. You know, it's not just your license number, which is normally a four four digit four digit number and a couple of letters it also needs your card number above your picture so um I, I signed up with that I worked out that I had a really good credit rating which is good to know but the thing that caught my eye and that has caught the eye of many others there's been a thousand percent increase in daily sign ups two hundred and eighty eight percent increase in daily app logins and more than thirty thousand bans placed on credit scores and they do they do that using this new feature of the app called savvy shield so if you are worried about your credit you're worried that your information's out in the wild you might be an optus customer you can sign up to, to credit savvy for free do what I did and just put your details in there and it's got like bank level security so don't be worried you're going to give your giving your details to someone who's going to lose it well we thought they had optus as well but Story for another day. They're pretty, pretty got got a very good reputation. Has credit savvy, so once you've done that, you can then get your credit score, but also set up Savvy Shield. Now, what that does, it is a it puts a twenty-one day ban on any new credit inquiries in your name. So, if you are one of these customers who've had your stuff, your your info leaked what normally what normally happens is that your information doesn't lay doesn't stay dormant for a long time these these thieves normally try to apply for credit they normally try to get going pretty quickly so if you've placed the 21 day ban that's going to at least hold them at bay for 3 weeks but following that 21 days you're able to i think, I think there's a small fee involved you can have 12 months of your credit being locked down and only you can unlock it so i think it's uh there's no no wonder people are, are flocking to this app because they do really need to to do something. And the thing the thing with the with this is it really takes a lot of the a lot, like trying to get your credit score is actually quite complicated before the before apps like this. So if you if you did find for example that you had there was a, a fraudulent application in your name or your row, you'd have to go to your bank. Uh, that issues those loans and lines of credit, then you'd have to go to three credit bureaus to ensure the right protections are in place for your credit file. So it's a lot of legwork you've got to do. Well, that's, that's a long process that's now been replaced by one single feature called Savvy Shield, and that is part of the new Credit Savvy app. So if you are worried, it's worth downloading this little bit of, uh, this little app, Credit Savvy, and it is available from the App Store and the Google Play Store. So it means it'll work on any phone, iPhone, Android phone, and you can go through the process. It's really easy to navigate and really can give you some peace of mind if you're worried about your details being out there and possibly being used against you to apply for credit. And, you know, if there's one thing that this whole Optus saga has proven is that it's taught us that it's shown that your data is very valuable. You should guard it. Uh, you you don't be loose with your information because things like this can happen. So I think it's really illustrated the importance of data security. And anyone who doesn't have internet security, I, I, I can't understand why you wouldn't have. Yeah, our great sponsors Norton 360, one of the best internet security products on the market. Not only protects you, but it has all these other great features like a password manager, VPN, all these other things. It can also though give you a warning if your info appears on the dark web, which is where all this data would be shopped around. It does also warn you if you're going to a site that is dangerous. So if you receive like the other risk of the old all the the optus dramas is that, a a cyber criminal who might not have your driver's license number or your passport number, but there's enough information about you, your name, your address, your your date of birth, things like that, where they can tailor a phishing email that would look really convincingly real. And if you happen to fall into that trap where you click on a link, if you've got internet security, your internet security is going to alert you that you're being directed to a malicious website and and probably even block you from going there. Well, all the good ones do. So that that's the importance of having a the data security mindset, but also to having that protection. If you don't have internet security, you are asking for trouble. I tell everyone with any connected device, even an iPhone. If you were to get, say, Norton three hundred and sixty or Trend Micro, whatever, all of these internet security packages. Offer five licenses, so you can have one on your computer, one on your laptop, one on your tablet, one on your phone, and maybe one for your wife or whoever you want to give it to, that can protect you all the way. So, yes, credit savvy, great to check your credit, but also take some responsibility. Don't, don't, and don't ask me, I, I, I get tired of being asked, what's a good free internet security software? You know what? There's no such thing. As a good free internet security software, you gotta pay. The ones that you pay for are the best ones. They've got they've got guys that are and girls, they've got a team that are 24-7 monitoring all these cyber criminal activity, new threats all the time. You you you're gonna choose a freebie, you're gonna get in trouble because it's gonna be rubbish compared to the proper security security packages. So that's it credit savvy but also check out our sponsors Norton 360 mad if you don't download that and get your make yourself keep yourself safe online that's what that's the whole idea you can check all of that out at techguide.com.au Now you know what during covid video meetings was something we did all so often but you know what? They're here to stay. Video meetings, uh, whether you like it or not, it's actually proved a really efficient way of meeting. And thanks to the great tech that's out there, we're able to do it in quite a high-quality manner. And one of the products that can help you do that is from AnchorWork. Uh, that's A-N-K-E-R for Anchor. Work, The B600 video conferencing bar. Now, this combines a 2.k camera, a four-mic array, dual speakers, and a smart LED light bar, all in one. So it's offering quality in one product. So if you want to have a high-quality video meeting, no matter where you go, uh, you might be working from home, you might have a hybrid arrangement, you might be traveling, you might be traveling for work. You can pop this on your laptop or your desktop computer and it's an all-in-one solution that gets you – that you, you look good, you sound good. It can even cut out background noise as well. Uh, so it really gets you focusing on the meeting. So rather than having to take the time to drive somewhere to have the meeting, get everyone into one spot, you could easily do it like this. And products like this naturally flourished during the pandemic. But one thing it taught us was that people were really pleasantly surprised by the kind of quality you can get from, from these types of products. So – and that's the reason why a lot of companies are maintaining this. A lot of people are still working from home sometimes, or some of the people are working from home all the time. So it, it does give you an option now of being able to have that high quality meeting thanks to this sort of product. Now, let's dive into it a little bit further. The It is an all-in-one solution. So you're getting good video, good audio, and eliminating background noises, good lighting as well. The smart LED light bar, you can actually control the brightness and color temperature so it can be seen quite clearly. The camera has auto focus as well. It's got a field of view adjustment so you can choose between 65 degree field of view, 78 degree, 95 degree, or there's a solo frame which centers you in the middle of the image and then move. If you, even if you move around, it'll keep you in the middle of the frame. There's also companion software that goes with the AnchorWork product as well, and all these settings are then right there at your fingertips, including the image settings, the brightness, sharpness, saturation, contrast ratio, so you can really dive in and optimise the whole thing. There is also Magic Sight intelligent lighting technology, so what the B600 can optimise the lighting conditions in your home office. So the, what that does, it analyses the facial lighting through the camera and then calculates what's needed to achieve a better image, a perfect image for your meeting. The lighting panel can also be used to eliminate your workspace between meetings. You just open up. there's like a. It, it does actually open up the the front. It's a panel that that opens up on a hinge. So when it's in the open position, the light automatically turns on. And when you close it, it also provides a physical cover to the battery. Oh, sorry, the, to the camera. What am I saying? The battery to the camera. So physically covers the camera. Uh, so there's no, no there's no uh, worry about your privacy there but the light itself apart from lighting up your meeting is also bright enough to light give you a bit of extra light on your desktop as well so you might need a reading light or you want just a bit more illumination on what you're doing that is the other use of the smart LED light on board now on the audio side there is on board a feature called voice radar now this is a technology that uses the four microphones to detect and isolate your voice from the back, from your background noise. So it, it, it isolates your voice from different directions and then it uses directional beam forming technology so you can be heard really clearly even when you're in a noisy environment. You might be having a meeting in the middle of a busy office, for example, and it'll cut out the noise. You might be in the middle of a shopping centre. You might be anywhere. This is going to cut down on that outside noise. And you can also hear quite clearly thanks to the the two watt audio output, two by two watt audio output. So uh, you are going to hear it pretty well. Now, the device itself rests really comfortably uh, and securely on top of your monitor or your laptop. So there's like a a clip, it, it clips on the top edge of your monitor and it anchors itself on the back lid of your laptop or the back of the monitor. And then from there, there's also a hinge control, so you can actually tilt the camera up and down and do all kinds of things. Works with a Mac and a PC, of course. Can be used with other video conferencing apps, like all the popular ones, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Skype, WebEx, many more. I've had a few meetings through the camera, and uh, they've been all pretty clear, very clear as a matter of fact. So, yeah, a a really cool, excellent, uh, an all-in-one solution. If you are doing a lot of these meetings and you want to keep the quality high, you want to – look, a high-quality meeting normally has a high-quality result, I always say, and the high quality not only comes from your performance in the meeting but also how you're seen and heard in that meeting as well. The AnchorWork B600 Video Conferencing Bar – a great all-in-one solution and look if you want to if you're doing a lot of home uh, a lot of video conferences this is definitely something to consider it's pri- it's available now it's price of 499.95 and if you want to see our story you can check it out techguide.com.au this is tech guide with Stephen fennec the tech guide podcast is proudly supported by norton they're the company that can keep you and your family safe online Now, the dark web is an underground part of the web that isn't searchable from regular search engines. It's where cybercriminals buy and sell illicit items and stolen personal information like the stuff out of the Optus data hack, uh, including details of uh, your bank account details, home addresses, credit card information, and more. Norton 360 Premium includes dark web monitoring, which searches the dark web markets for your personal details, and if they're discovered, you'll get a notification. Northern 360 Premium has multiple layers of protection for your devices, online privacy like a secure VPN, and dark web monitoring, all in a single solution. Now, with real-time threat protection to help protect you and your devices from existing and emerging online threats, there's also parental controls to manage your kids' online time. There's school time to manage your child's remote learning. There's a password manager to generate, store, and manage your passwords uh, and other credentials more securely. SafeCam for PC and SMS security as well. Norton 360 Premium for PCs, Macs, smartphones, or tablets is available online at au.norton.com or an electrical retailer. And now a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fenwick. Couple of big reviews for you this week. We're going to start off with the Netgear Orbi Wi-Fi 6E. This is a a mesh system, and Netgear, of course, are our great sponsors. So I just want you to know that uh, this is a a unbiased review, despite Netgear being the sponsors of our program. We've uh, we've used plenty of mesh Wi-Fi systems in the past, all brands, and in in my opinion, Netgear have been the leader in this space and. The Orbi Wi-Fi 6E really takes that to another level. 6E is the new Wi-Fi standard. So if you have a new smartphone, a a new tablet, a new laptop, chances are it is going to be 6E compatible and you'll enjoy a little bit of a kick of extra speed on this Orbi system. But don't worry, it's backwards compatible. So if you don't have a 6E device, you're good. It'll still work, it'll still connect you quite quickly, create an amazing Wi Fi network, but uh, it's future proofing. So, if you, when you do get your new phone or laptop or whatever, and it's 6E, you're gonna notice the difference. Now, having good Wi Fi at home, is so important nowadays. You think about it. We are we're streaming, uh, playing online games. There's people all around the house. If you've got a family, you know, your children are on their, they're on their devices and they're streaming, and we're all on different TVs in the house and, and watching our own shows. Having good, consistent Wi-Fi is what's required to be able to enjoy that that the your entertainment, and that that's not to mention. Working from home, learning from home, all the things we now do online when we're working from home, a lot of people, we need just as good quality Wi-Fi to do those things as well. So that's a—that's the reason I think one of the most asked questions I get is, how can I improve my Wi-Fi? And my answer is the same. With a mesh system and the new Netgear Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the best you can buy right now. I'll just say that it is the fastest it offers the most coverage and it is just gives you consistent wireless speeds across your entire home now we all live in different size houses different shaped houses and in my experience the the people who are asking this question normally live in like typical in in Australia in Sydney wherever you happen to live in in Australia Melbourne we're pretty much living in in homes that are actually long, they're they're long and narrow. And the issue for those customers is that the modem router that the NBN has supplied is normally in the front portion of the home, but the areas where we, our living areas and and where we view our entertainment are typically at the back of the home. Or if you live in a multi-story house, the modem is sometimes in that same situation. The front stuffs at the back or upstairs, so having getting the Wi-Fi there is difficult when it's just the modem router supplied by your NBN provider. Modem part's great, Wi-Fi part not so great. So that, that's why the mesh Wi-Fi system, like the Orbi Wi-Fi 6e, can come to the rescue. There has not been one person I've recommended a mesh Wi-Fi system. That has it. That has come back and said, "Nope, nah, didn't fix that. Didn't improve anything." Every single person has has benefited from this and are enjoying the much stronger Wi-Fi that mesh Wi-Fi supplies. Now, let's talk about the Netgear Orbi Wi-Fi Six E. Now, this offers four bands of coverage. So this includes because it's Six E, there's a separate six gigahertz band. So for all those new devices, they've got their own little super highway on your network, but there are two 5 gigahertz networks, and this is sort of where the bulk of your traffic's going to be. The reason there's two is because there's one dedicated for your devices to connect them, get the data to them, but there's a second 5 gigahertz because that is what they call the backhaul channel. There, there is a need for data to pass between the main router and the two satellites. There's three products in, involved here. There, there's a need for the data to flow back to the router. And rather than taking up bandwidth on the other five gigahertz band, Netgear decided to add a separate band for that backhaul so that it's not going to impose on your bandwidth, the speeds of your network, you're good to go. The other, the fourth band is a 2.4 gigahertz channel. Now, why is this important? I'll tell you why. Because I'm sure a lot of you have connected smart lights, smart switches, cameras, smart devices, and you're told in the instructions you can only connect it to a 2.4 gigahertz channel. Now, a regular Wi-Fi network, how the hell do I find the 2.4 gigahertz part? I think in the past I've said go to the very edge of the network that's where 2.4 would be existing on the very edge of the network. And that way, a lot of people have actually had success there. But wouldn't it be easier if you had a dedicated channel and you could identify that that channel, the 2.4 gigahertz band, right there on your, in, your, in your settings? And that's exactly what you do. When you connect, it creates the 6 gigahertz and the 5 gigahertz band that's that's all done it's, there's one SSID so one name for your network and that's that's done automatically by the Orby but it creates a separate and names it as a an IoT band. So if you are connecting those switches, those lights, those those other products, you know exactly where it's got to go. In my case, I renamed the network R2D2, okay? I'm a big fan of Star Wars, as you know. And now not only have I got the R2D2 network, but I've also got the R2D2-IoT network. So those switch switches, lights, all those devices, I know exactly where I've got to go. Smart speakers, all got to be connected to that particular network. So that's how the setup is, but the how it is when you've set it up. But let's talk about the actual setup. And it's really simple to put together. I think a lot of people may be a little intimidated by how the hell do I do this? It is really easy and it's done through the Netgear Orbi app and it walks you through the whole thing. So what you need to do, you and this it'll tell you this in the in the Orbi app when you say set up a new system, it'll tell you to disconnect your main router, unplug all the other connections from it, uh, set up your main router which is near the your NBN modem and then position your other satellites around your home, connect them to power. Come back, connect the modem, connect the Netgear Orbi router to the modem, and and you're off to the races. What happens then? The The Orbi app takes over as the satellites power up and come online. It detects them all. It tells them, okay, they're powered up. Here they are. Yep, we've detected it. And a couple of minutes later, it's going to say, you're up and running. And then what the, the next step of the process is if you want to rename the network because it comes with a generic network name and a, a, a password, but you don't want to keep that. And so we changed ours and changed the password, set an admin password as well. So in case you want to get into the back end of the, of the router, it's all there spelled out for you. And at the end of the line, it'll say you're up and running, you can do speed tests and you're good to go. It'll even suggest where to put them in your home uh, as well, the satellites I'm talking about, the whole thing start to finish took about 20 minutes, and that even included downloading and installing a firmware upgrade to the system. And so once we were set up, I did speed tests. I literally went to the furthest corners of my home and took three speed tests, which of, which were in my review, uh, and my NBN plan is 100 down, 40 up. And in every test that I did, I got at least 101 megabits down and 38 up as well in every corner of my house, not in the middle of my house, the corner of my house. So that means that everything inside that is going to be even better. Now, at the time of writing my review, I was hoping that I would have had my NBN fiber upgrade. I've applied to have my account, my uh, my Optus account, would you believe? This all started before the, before the data breach. Uh, I've applied to get the fiber to the premises, and they've, they've actually done from the pit to my home is now fiber. The box is on the outside. I'm waiting for them to do now, complete the job. They do the box on the inside and give me the modem, so I'm hoping to get like gigabit per second speeds. I was hoping to show those sorts of speeds there. But the good news is with the Orbi is that it's it's future-proofed. So what it does, it's the main router can support up to 10 gigabits per second internet speed, would you believe? So uh, that's future-proofed in my books. Uh, so no, but we, we are, we're we still on our 100 down 40 up plan. You could see the results there from our tests uh, and they were pretty accurate. And as I said, in the very corners of my home. So look, A great system, but let's talk about one thing. Let's talk about the price. Now, this is not cheap. I'll say that up front. 2799 bucks. Now, before you spit out your coffee and drive off the road, let me explain something to you here. These are three Wi-Fi 6E products. And if you were to buy one Wi-Fi 6E router, I think Netgear has a Wi-Fi 6E router, the Nighthawk, it's 1100 bucks. So you're getting 3 of these in the package and for under 3000. So you're getting them for we're at about 900 each when they're normally 1200 each and and more expensive. So that's that's really to, to justify that cost, I just wanted to break it down for you. This this could be out of your price range, and I understand that. It's not for everyone, but the reason it's at this price is because of what I just explained. So just bear that in mind. Just think of this – I think of this as an investment in your Wi-Fi. If you're working from home, you need, you're need you earning money, you're working from home, That that's your bread and butter, then you should have really good Wi-Fi. And, again, you want to keep the family happy – kids are studying at school, they need the internet. You want to also maintain that quality too. And you want to maintain the quality of your entertainment. You want to do 4K streaming, possibly even 8K streaming can all be handled with this system. That You won't be getting any complaints from the family because I don't need, I don't need a, a notification to tell me when my internet's down. My kids will tell me when the internet's down because they'll be the first one to complain. And I'm sure you've, you're in the same boat there. So- the Orbi the, from Netgear, the Netgear Orbi Wi-Fi 6E, $27.99. But for what you're getting and what I just described, it will solve all of your Wi-Fi problems and keep you in to keep your quality of your Wi-Fi today and well into the future. If you want to read our complete review of the Orbi Wi-Fi 6E, feel free to read it at techguide.com.au. righty let's talk about the iPhone 14 plus now why am I talking about the iPhone 14 plus because it's only just last week it was it was an it was released to to customers uh, a couple of weeks after the iPhone 14 and the iPhone 14 pro and 14 pro Max the plus had its own little release window wasn't ready at launch uh, it only went on sale last Friday and of course we've reviewed it now this is the phone. That Apple says will offer the best battery life on an iPhone, and I—I I, I actually I thought, okay, I'm going to test this out, and you know what, it is. Uh, I had remarkable battery life with this. I've—I've I've had really good battery life with the Pro Max. You kind of got the same size battery in each of these products, the Pro Max and the 14 Plus. So well, my question was, why would the why would you single out the Plus as having the better battery life and not the Pro Max? And the answer is actually quite simple because the Pro Max has a Pro Motion display. So what that means is that it can handle, depending on what you're watching on the screen, the refresh rate can go as low as 10, 10 hertz all the way up to 120 hertz. And this change can actually be quite taxing on the battery. 120 hertz, running at 120 hertz, that's why it's adaptable. It doesn't do that all the time because it's taxing on the battery. Now, the 14 Plus, on the other hand, has a 60 hertz uh, display, and that's fixed at 60, so it can go up to 60 hertz, No, no more. So that's the reason why it has the edge in terms of battery life. So it's far less taxing on the battery And that's kind of hit the sweet spot in my books because the 14 Plus, you're getting the big screen and you're getting the big battery, but also the great battery performance, the great battery life. Now, the big screen, let's talk about that for a sec because before the 14 Plus, in the last few years with Apple, if you wanted the big screen iPhone, you had to buy the top of the line. You had to buy the Pro Max model, which was well out of a lot of people's price ranges. I'm really happy that uh, Apple's responded to customers here and offered an entry-level plus-size phone. So you get the 14 with two cameras, not three, and now the 14 Plus. Again, two cameras, not three. Has the same design, so it's got that really nice aluminium enclosure. Some really good colours too. We, was, we were sent the new purple colour, which looks quite nice. Uh, but it has that big screen. Now, big screen means one of two things, or both. Number one, what you are seeing on the screen can be larger. So say you... You like me? I, I need glasses to read nowadays. So, if I wanted to, I can make my type a lot bigger, fit fit it on the big screen, and no, no need to wear my glasses. Or alternatively, you want to make, might want to fit more content on the screen. So you might want to think, okay, I want I want to read more of the website on one in one go than have to keep scrolling. So that's your other option. So and the, and the choice is yours whether you want to do both or do either or do them all at the same time. That's the advantage of having – that's the choices you have with that larger that larger display. In terms of the design, it's exactly the same as the 14 inches bigger. Uh, so it's got that aer- aerospace aluminium enclosure, ceramic shield over the display, uh, and, and Apple, they really singled out the fact that this is a tough phone. Uh, I'm not used to Apple spruiking the credentials of how tough their phone is. It's also water-resistant. You can have it at a, to a depth of up to six meters for up to 30 minutes. So if you spill a drink on it or pop it in the toilet, it's not going to break it It's because it is water-resistant. Uh, now, under the hood, you've got the A15 Bionic processor, still one of the fastest smartphone chips on the market. Does have the 12 megapixel main camera, the new one, 12 megapixel ultra wide camera. So it has a larger sensor, larger pixels, which means better photos. It has also the faster f1.5 aperture on the main camera. And what that does is it really improves low light performance by as much as 49%. Now, one thing, we took a lot of photos with the phone and very impressed. You can see uh, my, my one of my dallies, uh, my Dalmatian Logan, he's always in my reviews. He's a very photogenic dog. Uh, but one thing I noticed was that I took a photo of him in front of a window and there was a bit of a, some strong light coming in. And yet normally when you take a photo like that with the phone, the the subject is a little darker because the background light overtakes it. Well, no, not, not with this, the, the photonic engine on board the phone. Uh, and this all part of this new image pipeline really optimize the image. So he's really sharp and clear in the foreground despite having that open window bright brightness behind him. Uh, I mentioned the battery and uh, I use this as my daily driver. So this is, it, it was using it from morning till night. Now I started with 100% at 8am, still had 50% in the tank by six o'clock in the evening. So I could have gone another day with the phone. Uh, I went into the next day, into half of the next day with it and thought, okay, the lowest I had at the end of the day, like one day I was out of the the office, I was using 4G and 5G a lot and making calls and stuff. Lowest I was at the end of the day, and I had it for a week and a half, was 42%, was the lowest I had at like five or six o'clock. So that's remarkable how they've done that. Uh, One thing they don't have, though, Now, in the previous segment, I talked about Wi-Fi 6E, you know, the new Orbi with Wi-Fi 6E. The iPhone 14 and even the 14 Pro do not have Wi-Fi 6E. They've just got Wi-Fi 6. Uh, The phones that do have 6E, Samsung's Galaxy S22 Ultra, the Galaxy Z Fold 4 and the Z Flip 4, they all have Wi-Fi 6E on there as well. Now, the iPhone 14 Plus is priced at... $1,579, 1579 bucks. that's for the 128 gig, 1749 for the 256, and 2099 for the 512 gig version. And they're available in blue, purple, which is what we had, midnight, starlight, and product red. iPhone 14 Plus, it's big, it's got a great battery life, and it's going to be popular. You want to check it out, you can read our complete review at techguide.com.au. All right, you Mac users out there, and I'm one of them. Uh, Logitech have come up with some new design for Mac products of uh, keyboards and mice. The, the uh, they've, This isn't the first time they've done this, by the way. They're really, their collection of keyboards and mice in the past have integrated really nicely with your Mac. Uh, you can, you know, sometimes you, you add just a generic keyboard and often it's got a window symbol and it doesn't really match up with your Mac. So it's good to have a keyboard that matches the functions and the the commands that you are used to. Uh, and that's exactly what they've achieved here with these new products. So the new collection that includes the MX Mechanical Mini for Mac keyboard, the MX Master 3S for Mac mouse, and the Lift for Mac mouse. Now, let's start with the MX Mechanical Mini. So, this is a mechanical keyboard, which has become the trend nowadays, having that tactile feel of your keyboard. This is Logitech's first mechanical keyboard designed for Mac. It's available in space gray and pale gray. And includes your typical Mac layout. You can customize shortcuts and all those sorts of things. But the it does feature tactile, quiet, low-profile switches. That's my biggest fear is that this this click clack of a mechanical keyboard uh, comes with noise. But not so with this one. It's got the quiet, low-profile switches. Also has smart backlining as well. So in any light conditions, you can continue to work. And you can connect the keyboard to three different. Apple devices with EasySwitch. So say you're there working away, you've got your connected to your Mac or your MacBook, you've got your maybe an iPad nearby, an iPhone. So if you say get a, a message on your phone, you can easily switch over to the phone, type out your response, send it away, then switch back to the to the MacBook or the, or the, the Mac, iMac, whatever you're using, and Bob's your uncle. Uh, moving on to the MX Master 3S for Mac mouse. Uh, the keyboard, by the way, $299.95 for the M- M- MX Mechanical Mini for Mac keyboard. The MX Master 3S for Mac mouse. Now, these are ergonomic, really cool mouse. I'm actually using this mouse right now. Love it. $169.95. This is remastered, redesigned for Mac users. Has mag speed electromagnetic wheel, So you can zip through up to 1,000 lines in a second on a document or a website. So really navigate pretty fast. And you can also set the DPI, so the dots per inch, so the accuracy of the mouse. You can go between 1,000 and 8,000, so you you might want to be doing some really precision work on one or multiple high-resolution monitors. So that's the level of detail you get there. Uh, The mouse can also track on glass, and you can charge it up with a USB-C cable and can connect uh, up to three Apple devices. So naturally, Mac OS, iPad OS. You can't connect it to your phone. There's no cursor. But on a Mac and on an iPad, you can. Lift for Mac. This is uh, $129.95. Now, this is a vertical ergonomic mouse. It's designed for users with small to medium-sized hands. Now, it was developed in Logitech's Ergo Lab, and I've been to this lab. I think it's in in um in in Portland. I've been to a lab of Logitech Lab. I'm pretty sure it's this one, uh, and it offers. Right, it was designed for ergonomics. So, what it is, it offers a 57 degree angle. So, basically, your hand is positioned like you're about to shake someone's hand. So, your your the palm of your hand is facing sideways rather than down. So, what this does, it means there's less pressure on your wrist during the day. And both your arm and upper body are in a more natural pose. So imagine holding a mouse, you know, when you're reaching out to shake someone's hand, that's how your hand stays on the mouse. You can see the pictures on Tech Guide if you want to check it out further. But this is designed to keep your less pressure on the wrist, maintain your posture. And especially if you're working long, long hours in front of a computer, you, you can, your wrist can get a little bit sore. So it is everything else. It's everything on the mouse is tilted sideways to suit the shape of sort of the position of your hand. So including the scroll wheel, the buttons are all there. And you know what? takes a little bit of getting used to, but I think once you feel comfortable and you, you do get comfortable quickly with it, you will enjoy it. And a lot of people won't go back. They'll use just the vertical mouse. There you go, the Logitech made-for-Mac range. You can check them out at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear, They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity, Bring your Wi Fi up to speed with the Orbi Wi Fi 6e from Netgear. We described it earlier in our review. Orbi Wi Fi 6e is the first and only Wi Fi 6 quad band whole home mesh system, opening an exclusive all new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi Fi speeds and smoother streaming for simultaneously streaming across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best wi All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you each week by our good friends at Belkin, belkin.com forward slash au. Now, Belkin offer a range of products, including batteries for both phones and laptops Cables, MagSafe products, uh, charging pr- devices as well. Check out their range, whether you've got a Mac, a PC, an iPhone, or an Android phone, they've got accessories to suit you. Belkin.com forward slash AU. Now, the question I've got is, that I've had a, I've had a couple of my readers question, uh, ask me a question about being able to use their smartwatch on its own. So in other words, they want to enjoy the connectivity, their music, that app in particular, and they want to connect their headphones or earphones, and they want to be out in the out and about, but no phone. And this is possible whether you are an iPhone user, so you're the Apple Watch LTE. You'll need if you're a, an Android user, you'll need uh, the Pixel Watch, which we spoke earlier, which we, which has LTE, or the Samsung Watch, which has LTE as well. Now the key here. And there was the woman who the woman who I had an email from. She was questioning why she can't use the Two GB app to listen to her shows, uh, leave her phone at home, and listen on her walk. Uh, And I pointed out to her that the reason that she couldn't do that was because there was no uh, Apple Watch app. There was no Two GB Apple Watch app. There's an app for her phone, but Two GB didn't or Nine Radio didn't develop the app for Apple Watch. So you need your phone, which is where the app's running, for it to be, for you to hear it. So, but with other services, so if say you're an Apple customer, you're an Apple user, you have got Apple Music. Apple Music is on the watch, so you could listen, stream on the Apple Watch LTE Apple Watch without your phone, and you can connect your headphones via Bluetooth to the watch, so you can you can be hearing all of that uh, without you. You can leave your phone at home. So that's the reason that was the reason for her that she asked, why can't this happen? So check to see if your favorite app, whether it's a streaming app or a, a radio app like that, check to see if there's a watch version and it could be it could be a version for Samsung Watch, could be a version for Pixel Watch. Check to see, first of all, if there is a version that you can listen to on a watch. And if there is, then you're good, you're good, good as gold. You can then listen. Uh, to whatever you want, and then you can pair your via Bluetooth to the watch itself, your headphones, and leave the phone at home. So that's uh, something worth checking out. But again, if if your favourite app that you listen to, whether it's a podcast app or a a streaming service, whatever it happens to be, if there's no native watch app for you to listen to, unfortunately, you're going to have to listen to it through pair through your phone, pair your headphones to your phone and carry your phone around to be able to hear it. So yeah, it pays to have a smartwatch, but also having those apps on there natively really adds to the convenience. And that is the end of our show for this week. If you need to find out about anything we've spoken about on the show, you know you can find it at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Info at techguide.com.au is our email address. Or even easier, click on the Ask Stephen icon on the right-hand side of the site and that will direct an email my way as well. We want to give a special thanks to our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the great sponsors who have been supporting the Tech Guide podcast for so many years. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.